Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. This season is brought to you by our power partner and season sponsor, Spreaker.com. As a product of the product, the Balance Bully Podcast utilizes Spreaker's high-quality tools to create, host, distribute, and measure our show. With the use of their easy-to-use iOS and Android mobile apps, podcasters and internet radio show hosts are able to record and store their valuable content and share across multiple networks like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For more information, visit Spreaker.com. Welcome back. I'm excited, as I always am, but I'm super excited because today we get to bring y'all a brave man, (laughs) y'all. We got a man on Balance Boldly. You know, I love my women. I work with my women. I'm always excited by my women, but it takes a really brave and bold man to step up to the plate and come share his journey and his truth and everything behind the curtain that we need to know as women and men in business who are just trying to, you know, balance everything that matters to us and really focus on not just making money, maximizing our potential and our profit, but enjoying the process along the way. So today we have for you a very special guest and he's special for a few reasons. I'll tell you at the end, but in the very beginning, (laughs) I want to introduce you to Brian Brown. He is a business analytic consultant through his company, Tact Officials LLC. Some of you may remember that name because he's been a power partner with FigPro Balance and Relationship Management Institute for a couple of years now. We featured him on the Balance Beam podcast that I did for a couple years uh, back in the day. It wasn't that long ago. I'm making myself sound older than I am. Um, But he was a featured expert then and we had to bring him back. And he also has been a strategic partner of ours, sharing not only what we do in our podcast, but in our business, our business incubators for entrepreneurs and all that great stuff we do with his community because he works with women and men who are just like you. So Balance Bully listeners, you are in for a treat. Brian has expertise in management, sales, business, and data analytics, which most people probably just think of like, I don't know, Google Analytics when you think about analytics, but it gets so much deeper than that, predictive analytics and all kinds of different things that every business, retail, product, and service We all need to have that analysis in the background. So he does all the stuff that most of us couldn't handle. Um, His whole team comes together to make sure you have the social media marketing, the digital management marketing, and they even, you know, tippy-toe into the PR as it's related to the data that's showing you where you need to do better in, where you need to be stronger in so you can engage, connect, and convert the right people. Brian Brown, welcome to Balance Bully Podcast. How are you today? I am wonderful. Welcome, welcome. So, you know, I'm going to pick on you a little bit because you're the first man that we've had on Balance Boldly, I want to say, since we've done this. Balance Boldly podcast started in December, late December of 2016. So, we're only a few months old. And I do believe that you are the first man of the house. Hmm. This will be an interesting conversation, don't you think? (laughs) Well, I'm definitely honored to be the first. That'll be awesome. Um, so why don't you tell all the Balance Boldly listeners a little bit about what you do now and how you got here? 
So basically, um, I help businesses solve and prevent problems. Just overall, we, we like to call ourselves the business doctor. So what we do is uh, we help businesses trim the fat to become more leaner um, and just increase longevity of, uh, of the overall business. And the, the, the journey that brought me here, so I've been in corporate America, I've managed um, a couple of different companies, whether it's 7-Eleven or Samsung or uh, just uh, playing management roles in the communication world. Mm-hmm. And something that was consistent across the board was not a lot of companies have good ethics mm-hmm. and they don't have a good structure. Not only that, they don't treat their employees with respect. So uh, no matter what company I was, I went to, I said, okay, you know, maybe it's not working out here. Uh, I'll go here. Maybe it's not working out here. I'll go there. And across the board, it was pretty much all similar. Corporate America has a, a, a strategy about doing things that I didn't adhere to. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I always had this uh, saying that uh, if you're not going to do anything about it, you can't complain. Mm-hmm. So instead of just sitting back and complaining and saying, you know what, what was me, I decided to actually do something about it. So that was pretty much the, uh, the foundational decision behind me starting tech. I think that's pretty honest and inspirational because a lot of people do the, the hopping that you talked about. I know I did. Um, you know, I had my longevity careers and professions, you know, as a clinician and I stayed at CHOP for nearly 10 years and I, you know, stayed in other positions that I had held kind of simultaneously just because, you know, our background is to always have an A, B and C, you know, in the pocket, not necessarily across different careers per se, but just making sure you always have other streams of income happening. But the job hopping, you know, this isn't working. Here's a reason this isn't, you know, going too well here or there or anywhere in between isn't always because you're someone who doesn't know what you want to do. It's someone who just refuses to tolerate being mistreated and not working in spaces that say on paper in their vision and mission or up on their, you know, core values that they have listed through the hallway walls that they have integrity and authenticity and all these things, but they're not truly treating their employees, their teams, their staff, their down reports with those things that they say that they have, um, which I think a lot of people are struggling with because ideally they're in a position or maybe not the role per se, but in a company that attracted them because of the opportunity for future growth, maybe because it's a big name company and they thought it would be exciting to have that opportunity to, you know, be paired with them to work and say, oh, I work under, uh, I don't know, Verizon, I work under Comcast, I work under, you know, so-and-so hospital, whatever, you know, whatever the big name is, but then you get there and they're not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated but they're also not holding up their own core values and guiding principles that they say. And the guilt for a lot of those people are, you know, how dare I leave this opportunity, even though I know they're not what they're supposed to be in terms of how they show up. Is that kind of like what you were dealing with when you were just like moving through different positions? Well, yeah, um, I remember uh, when I was uh, probably, I think it was 2021, I obtained my first management position that was at Comcast mm-hmm. and um, I talked to my manager um, I was fired up about the position I'm like man I'm gonna take over Comcast and and like five years I'm gonna be the CEO and 
you know, I sat down with my manager. I asked him, hey, listen, what is it that we're struggling with? One of the things that we were struggling with was that our customer service satisfaction rate was really, really low. So our sector, we were getting a bad rap. Mm. So what I did was I sat back for a month and I observed. I saw what was going on, what was this, what was that. I put a team together to solve that. And within three months, I increased our customer satisfaction rate by 8%. My mistake was being naive, young, and just into the the corporate America world was that I, I divulged everything from that plan to my manager. So when his manager came down and said, hey, how did you guys transform this so quickly? Um, because he knew the ins and outs of everything, he was able to go ahead and tell his manager mm. how he did it. I got him a nice promotion, whereas though he didn't mention anything uh, about me. Now, I went on a, uh, a couple times throughout industries, and similar situations like that happened, but it's also, you know, just the um, managers down-talking people. You know, I heard a lot of, you know, the job industry is very slim, so you should be lucky to have a job mm. whereas though if I have a degree and I, I have experience and I have all these things that I was told when I was younger you need to, you, you you can't get a job without a degree or you can't get a job with or rather if you have a degree and no experience no one wants to hire you or mm-hmm. you have experience and degree and what I have both and now um, I have individuals telling me oh you should be lucky to have a job you know this the, the job pickings are slim I, I didn't want to uh, to settle for that and I didn't think I needed to Absolutely. I mean, I was reviewing your bio, which, you know, obviously I know a lot about you, but the the updated bio was always really helpful because there's things that when you have a relationship with someone professional or personal, you're just not aware of. And what stood out for me was when you basically stated in your bio, which most people will see when they go to the show notes after the show, that part of the reason for you forming TACT officials, similar to what you said earlier, was to form a company that would change the atmosphere of corporate America and bring a fresh outlook and value to the business realm as well as the employee experience, which is missing. And to your point on that very hurtful, harmful, but unfortunately not unique experience that you had with someone basically still stealing your recognition um, and was able to leverage a promotion out of it that's happening to a lot of employees across the board now Brian you said something that most people couldn't you knew exactly what you contributed at a certain time you were like I raised this by 8% now granted you cheated a little bit because you come from an analytic background (laughs) so you have that expertise of being able to you know calculate that but is that something you feel like other people need to know about themselves in terms of what they offer either in their positions or even as an entrepreneur what they offer to their clients in terms of their ROI and being able to say like listen those percentages matter for you to be able to say you increase profit by so and so so percent or you made you know productivity outcome increases of xyz percentage like is that something you think that everyone should know Yes, absolutely. One reason is because, like I tell my kids all the time, you should know how many hours are in the week, how many hours are in the day, how many hours are You should know everything about your week, your day, your minutes, your hours, your seconds, because then you can set smart goals. Mm -hmm. And when you're setting smart goals, the only way to track those goals is by setting up a systematic process to now say, okay, well, this is goal A, B and C. Okay, you set those goals. That's perfect. But what 
what stops you from procrastinating to achieving those goals. Right. So now, when like one of the things we do is track your data. So if somebody comes to your site, or if you have a um, if you have a uh, marketing campaign that you have out or whatever it may be that you're doing to bring in clients or leads or whatever it is we're helping you to track that so if you're if you're giving some money into let's say this digital marketing campaign over here but it's just not working it seems like it's working but you know what it's not bringing me the money it's bringing me the attention but not the money right that allows you to now pivot as quickly as you need to pivot so in my life when i say okay well this number how did I know that I achieved success? In other words, mm-hmm. I achieved success by saying, okay, we were down negative 5% and now we're up positive 8%. That's an increase over 90 days. So now I can say, okay, now where do I go from here? No, that's pretty fantastic um, and super important. And I appreciate that you can bring that personal experience to the table, but also for all the women in business and those brave men that are out there that are current entrepreneurs, small business owners, or running some other you know level of company with down reports and parallel reports and all of that, those percentages of how successful have you been where it matters are really important. And we all know that family matters and the success of your, you know, your profits and your services and products don't compare to a failing parenting relationship or a failing marriage by any stretch of the imagination. But you can figure out where your assets are and where your energy needs to be if you have some company or someone who has that analytical experience to really help you not duplicate efforts. Because I think that's what I hear you saying is, be smarter and not just, you know, don't just hustle harder, hustle smarter in whatever your efforts are. And if you can understand what that is, then you can streamline your energy in a way that allows you to truly, pun intended, balance all that matters to you and enjoy your process along the process. So I would say enjoy your process along the process. I said that (laughs) as a double entendre, but I would say that what you went through, Brian, and what you said for everything that you're teaching your kids and then you know you have your beautiful, wonderful, amazing, incredible wife, not just saying that because she's a woman um, and because I know her, but you have her on the background who needs you to streamline your energy and efforts just like you help other companies to do and other people to do so you can literally figure out what your work-life balance time is gonna be with her because she wants more of you. She wants more of your attention. She wants to make sure that she's able to enjoy the seeds, you know, the, the uh, fruit rather of all the seeds that you are kind of lining out and not just what you offer other companies, but what you're able to walk your talk in with yourself. Well, yeah, one of the things is, um, uh, fortunately, uh, God has blessed me with a, uh, a family that is that is very undeserving to me, but um, my wife she uh, plays the the background, but uh, a very important role in the background. So uh, because we're blessed to be able to work together, we work on projects together. Um, so it's we have a personal life, whereas though we can you know hang out and do things and just you know just do the the simple things that uh, a married couple should do. But um, we also um, uh, are able to say, okay, hey, listen, you know, let's work together. So when we when we met, uh, we uh, actually taught kids in um, the inner city, 
and we volunteered uh, in different sectors. But one of the, how we met, we met uh, at church, but we went and um, we, we, we worked at a summer camp together. <laughs> and we always said, you know, if we get married and we go, we, we just want to, we want to work together. She had so much fun working with me. I had so much fun working with her. She said, you know, when we, when we get married, let's work together. Let's find some way to work together. And because our, our career paths kind of took us in different directions, uh, that wasn't possible. But as soon as we founded this company, it was like, okay, here's our opportunity. Let's go for it. That's pretty fantastic. Um, on multiple levels, part of it, because, you know, as someone who works with her husband in a, a different capacity than you work with your wife now, but we were in a similar capacity to, to, you know, to you guys when we started our company about five and a half years ago, it is challenging. You know, there's that walking of, you know, splitting the hat, if you will, with, you know, husband hat versus CEO hat, you know, and husband hat versus manager hat and wife hat versus supportive personnel hat. Like it, it could be a challenge when you're doing that, which I definitely want to dig down into in a minute, but let's take a break and, you know, give a little homage as my husband hates me saying, pay a little homage to our sponsors for this short commercial break. Be right back. This segment of Breaking Expectations is brought to you by... Millennial Leadership, a global advising network powered by youadvise.me. Millennial Leadership is engaging today's leaders for career success, one city at a time. Go to millennialleadership.youadvise.me for more information. Welcome back to Balance Boldly. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, and we are in this little virtual kitchen space that we created because you know I love the kitchen table and all things conversation with Brian Brown, the founder and CEO of Tax Officials LLC, who is pretty freaking fantastic. And he's been breaking down the importance of why you need to know what your analytical percentages are for your success, your overall success, regardless of whether or not you are a business owner but especially if you provide a service or product to a client, it's important to understand what those percentage increases or decreases are so you know where to streamline your efforts. But right before the break, we were kind of digging in a little bit. He probably didn't expect me to go here, but that's how I do things here on Balance Boldly. We were pulling back the curtain a little bit on how Brian successfully managing manages a really good quality, productive work, working relationship with his wife. Um, and I know firsthand how challenging that is because most of you know that Dean and I co-founded Fig Pins Professionals, which is our legal name before we changed it to something people can actually pronounce, Fig <laughs> Pro. And although he is shareholder, equal shareholder in our company, we definitely had to make some strategic moves for the sake of our marriage in the company because it was a challenge working together as such equal partners in the way that we were doing it. And as although he really does contribute a lot of value to ThigPro still because he's a high stake investor, it's very different than how it was. So Brian was just about to share with me how it is working with his lovely wife and how they manage switching hats from the husband and wife hat versus the business partner hat versus, you know, when you're doing actual tactical things in the business. And Brian, I know you have a team members as well. So there's some managing of that and making sure they understand and respect your wife, not just as your wife, but, you know, in her role in the business. So how does that work for you? So um, <laughs> as you, I'm a big reader of the Bible. So 
uh, one of the things in the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So not a lot of people uh, get what that means. So that means um, you're you're banging iron together to knock off all of the excess so that it can have a smooth surface. And when you're banging those two pieces of metal together, it causes a lot of friction, a lot of tension. It it's, it sparks. Um, so that's that's kind of what happens when you have two people, not only in a marriage but in a work relationship, whereas though you're you're just finding your your right fit. So you know, um, it's all about being healthy. It's all about trying to respect one another and the the environment that we're in. She uh, respects my expertise. I respect hers. And sometimes we we uh, cross that line, but it's all about you know getting each other in check in a healthy manner so that you can get right back on task. Yeah, absolutely. And that is exactly what you should do um, from a theoretical perspective. But what does that look like when you haven't respected, you know, her boundary or she hasn't respected yours um, because of whatever other heat was coming from the personal space? So, for example, let me give you my own example and then, um, you know, to not put you on the spot too hard. So in our business relationship, um, and for those of you who don't know, my really peculiar, very specific, brilliant husband, Dean, he is incredible and very alpha. I've never met a man more alpha in my entire life, which is hilarious considering I'm a pretty alpha woman as well. Um, so in our working relationship, um, a perfect example of the not respecting the boundary was me not respecting one of his. So my husband made a comment to me probably a little over a year ago. And he said, you know, I think you really just want someone that you could stick in a closet and just dish out, you know, all these assignments because he does a lot of our design. He handles, you know, the website design, not from a coding perspective, but from a graphic design perspective, business cards, everything, anything we've ever put out that's been beautiful down to the show bill and promotional art that you'll see Brian Brown's photo on my husband has created. Um, and when we, you know, I'm always coming up with these ideas, right? Cause I'm a creative. I'm also very analytical myself coming from a clinical space, but my creative turns on full throttle and I could say, yes, I definitely want, you know, our signature balance box to look like this. And three weeks later, I've changed my mind on the color scheme, the shaping, the angle that I was going after, whatever. In addition to the 25 other product lines that you guys don't even know that we offer for our current clients, as well as, you know, the, the new programs that will be coming out in 2018, 2019 that we're already working on. So I'm sending him all these examples of, you know, I wanted to look like this. I kind of wanted to look like this. I need this to say that. And he's churning it out. But after, at a point, he's like, I need you to make up your mind. Like, what do you want from me? You know, I just gave you 25 designs, literally. And this is not a made up number, like 25 designs over a period of like 24 hours for something that we were working on. And he was like, and then you keep changing stuff or it inspired you to add more things. Like, I think you just need, want me to be in a corner and not have an opinion and just churn out all this stuff. And that's not how I work. My creative process is different than yours. And I was clearly crossing a boundary because he's the true design creative. My creativity is in solving problems. Like I'm a solutions driven creative, which is very different than my husband, who's the writer, the artist, you know, the hands-on guy. It's very, very different for us. And I was stepping on his toes. I was crossing into this place and space that was not my lane, not my business, and, and trying to like impede all of my energy onto him. And I'm like 
taking out some of the fuss words and some of the other stuff that was going on in the background. But I was really like pushing him, you know, his creative self up against the wall because that was his lane. And I crossed the boundary not only in my professional self, but I was doing that honestly, honestly, when I tore it apart and looked at it, you know, Monday morning quarterback looking at the Sunday's game, I had to be honest with myself and say, I think that I did that to him because I would never do that to anyone else. But I did it to him because I'm his wife. And I know he wants to support me and please me. At the end of the day, he doesn't want to do anything intentional that would make me feel bad about myself or my ideas or my designs. And he definitely doesn't want me to not be happy in business because I'm the face of the company. And at the end of the day, happy wife, happy life, right? You know, like, and there's a whole play on that for lots of reasons, but that's what he wants. And I think I kind of manipulated him a little bit, or at least I thought I was, even though it wasn't conscious, it was subconscious in that. And I was pushing a boundary professionally because of the personal influence that I have as his wife, which, you know, of course I apologize profusely for and you know, we made up and all that kind of good stuff. But that was a big issue for us. So have you and your wife ever had, whether it's one incident or not, something like that where you really had to say, whether it was you who was pushing the boundaries or it was she who was pushing the boundaries, where you're like, wait a minute, I think that, you know, either I or she is using our personal influence to make some things happen professionally that I would never do with anyone else. So, um, there are so many examples, uh, but the, the one that sticks out the most is because um, I'm an analytical person. My brain is always going, I'm always um, trying to solve problems. I'm always thinking about something that happened. Even when I'm laying down, I'm constantly popping up out of the bed, either typing something, writing something, or I'm trying to solve a problem for the, the next day. Um, the one thing that April has come to me and said was, you know, you know, um, you, know you have your team, you have your assistant, you have the different people to help you with your activities. And, you know, they have a cutoff point, but because she's also on our team, um, <laughs> I constantly go to her with, so we could be in a market. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You know, tomorrow when we have that meeting, we have to do et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? Tonight, I think when we get back, we have to uh, put some slides together mm-hmm. and, do this and do that. You know what? Let's, let's put those data sheets together. And she's like, you know what? It's it's time to cut business off. You know, it's <laughs> was like midnight and you're talking to me about business stuff. Or we're watching a movie and I'm like, oh, you know what? Ah, we we forgot to do that. Let's let's pop over the laptop really quick and and do that. And she's like, no, we're 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 relaxing right now. And and that's the uh, that's probably the the if she if she were here right now, that's probably out of all the examples that we you know in our business relationship, that's probably her biggest pet peeve is that, you know, um, I'm constantly going on business because I'm constantly looking for ways to improve not only my business, but other people's business. Um, it's like, uh, you got to turn it off. So you know, that's probably the, the, the biggest example that I can give. I know. I love that. That's a, a great example and a stepping stone into the segue that we're about to do because you just hit such a pivotal moment for when it's time to pause. I mean, you, everything you said is exactly what irritates the life out of my husband because I do the same thing you know no matter what it is that we're watching doing something sparks an idea or a correction you know something I realize I just want to go and do better do different and I have I've become a lot more precise in you know closing my mouth even though the ideas don't turn off 
Um, but that is something that will definitely be like, babe, like, you know, he doesn't need to say anything else, but babe. And I get that look from him like, OK, I just, you know, it's time to stop talking about it. Or I'll say something like, you know, um, give me 15 minutes. <laughs> just give me 15 minutes on this. And it turns into like a two hour conversation. So now we don't do any of that anymore because he's like, your 15 minutes is about 90 minutes to two hours. And if I don't really have two hours to give you, we are not giving you your quote unquote 15 minutes. So we've learned how to kind of maneuver through that as well. But I completely relate to that. So, Brian, before we end, I want to know what you do for you, not with your kids, which I know you're a great family man, not with your wife, which I know is incredibly important for you. But what do you do to unapologetically pause? Um, so I have a goal of, of reading books. Um, so I, I like to read a lot. Uh, it, it's just something about you know, being in a quiet space or even outside, you know, especially on the beach, just sitting there and reading a book. It actually, especially if it's a really good book, um, it'll just bring peace of mind to me. Um, you know, I like to, I'm, I'm a very physical person. Uh, <laughs> my mom, uh, recently came to me and she said, Brian, uh, what, what outlet, you know, you're doing all this stuff. What outlet are you going to have? I, I recommend golf. And I'm joining a um, organization, and they have golf courses everywhere. So it's like she's like, "Oh, go play golf," and I'm like, "Ah, you know what? That's not me." So I'm I'm actually joining a kickboxing club. So um, that's more me. That's more my speed. So I would say something like um, either taking a walk, um, <laughs> being a little uh, um, intellectual, reading a book, adding to me, or uh, you know, even sometimes I'll I'll sit down and I like to have that veg out time mm -hmm. where I'll or watch a good show, play a good game, something like that. Anything to just say, you know, I don't have to think right now and let me take it away from myself. No, that's pretty fantastic. And I know from our personal hats that we share together that you have a background in karate. So you doing kickboxing sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, she's like, so instead of hitting, hitting a ball, you'd rather hit a person. I'm like, listen, we all have our vices. <laughs> I don't even know if I would call that advice. I think that's pretty awesome, especially in 2017. <laughs> you, you just need yeah. to know. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. All right, Brian. So how can everyone who wants to know you more, your company more, they want to get in touch with what you do and have it for their company, their corporation, or they're, they're really just interested in learning more about your services. How do they connect with you? So, the, the best way to get in touch with me is through our website, uh, www.tactofficials.com. Um, also, the, another way, a great way to get in contact with me is through my LinkedIn. And you also can reach me at my email, which is bbrown at tactofficials.com. That's pretty fantastic. Thank you so much, Brian, for taking time today with us. The Balance Boldly listeners and I do so appreciate you. Oh, no problem. But before we go, I'm going to give uh, all of your listeners, everyone for Balance Boldly, an opportunity to uh, use a, just for this podcast only, a promo code that will allow us to um, either give you a business evaluation for free, or you could use our software, our uh, social media interactive software uh, for free. Um, if the, you use the code, so if you go to our website, you can scroll down to the bottom it's a contact form if you once you put in the bb 
2017 rather and the messaging box and what it is that you're interested in we'll do the business evaluation and uh we'll uh, see what service fits you that's pretty fantastic thank you so much because i know my listeners will appreciate love and hint hint people will use that code and show Brian Brown and Tact officials just how much we support other businesses that are doing excellent things. Thank you again so much. And definitely for all of our upcoming events, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, so that way you guys can stay in touch and and know what we're doing. That is perfect. And Brian, I'll make sure that all of those links are in the show notes so everyone can just click through and get to exactly what they need to to follow up with Brian Brown and tact officials. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that I met everybody's expectation for being the first uh, the first guy to, to go on here. <laughs> so, I'm hoping I, I, I met that expectation. You definitely did. You did for me. You know, I appreciate you allowing me to peek through the curtain of that family life. So that's always helpful. Um, You were definitely brave with that one. Tell your wife I super appreciate her and to not hurt me after she listens to this episode. (laughs) That was pretty awesome. Brian, don't go anywhere. I want you to stay right there. Thank you so much to our guest, Brian Brown, and his company, Tact Officials. As always, thank you, our Balance Boldly listeners, for taking a moment out of your day and allowing me to plant positive seeds in your life, relationships, and business. If you like what you hear, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and share this podcast to help us ensure that the bold and the brave of the world still have access to these awesome, valuable balance tools. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors. And of course, if you are not already a member, come on over and join the Dreamers Blueprint community. It's all investors just like you and me who've decided to seed into their selves and balance boldly. Go over to dreamersblueprint.com. There's a lot of exciting stuff that's there, especially because we just officially did the full launch. So you guys should totally take advantage of all those good treats that are out there right now for you and anyone that you connect it and share it with. Um, as a little you know, special sign off that I like to do for all of our guests, I like to pull some kind of takeaway, preferably a quotable from our, our feature experts that we have on each and every episode when we have the opportunity to have them and give you a little gentle honesty. So from Brian Brown, it was very clear with all great intention that he said, if you're not going to do something about it, don't complain about it. I think that that says more than a mouthful. Don't just complain, folk. Do something. Problem solve. And if you're not sure where to go, maybe you need to get some analytic behavioral responses and systems reviews behind you to figure it out, which, of course, I recommend tact officials. And I do that not as an affiliate but as someone who strongly believes in what he does. So definitely take that little gentle honesty with you. (laughs) Until next time, I'll see you on the next episode, of course. But until then, set an intention to enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.